hey, look, right now your goal is to add value. And in general, if you add value to people's lives, they will do business with you. Thank you. Austin, can you do me a favor? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Cool. Well, I'm Austin Robertson, uh, lifelong avid follower of the one and only Lori Johnson. So thanks for having me, Lori. Um, but today, uh, also lifelong dancer. I guess I should, I should mention that. We probably have lots of dancers listening. Um, but I kind of made a switch back in, oh gosh, what was it, 2015? I had a back operation. And my stage shifted, literally. I stopped performing and um, at the time was actually casted in Chicago, the musical, the national tour, and um, had to give the renewal of my contract up and my stage shifted. And it was actually during my um, my recovery for that back operation that I started to get into digital marketing. I went to the University of Kansas and got a strategic communications degree. And long story short, that actually led me to a place where today I help um, hundreds of studios and primarily you know, Europe, Australia, uh, Canada, and the U.S. with digital marketing and automation and implementing systems that bring new kids through their door so that they can ultimately fill their classes with, you know, without without giving up what they love. Because for a lot of studios, marketing isn't, it's fun, but it's not something that's really maybe in their wheelhouse or maybe they're not tech savvy. So that's mm-hmm. my story of kind of, um, yeah, of how, of how I went from, you know, professional dancer to professional marketer, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions to gain some insight because, as you know, dance studio ownership is a real passion for me. Mm -hmm. As I grew up in a dance studio, and I've been saying for years, as someone just reminded me, a dance studio owner, I've been saying for years in the teacher meeting when I'm touring with Tremaine, how will the dance studio industry change and now it's changing and I see my friends scrambling to learn zoom to hold up the camera the right way they're spending two hours to create one hour of choreography some are being quite efficient and recording content in advance some are giving it away for free and whether we're not going to get into the discussion about the value devaluation of that, but I just wanted to get your insight, Austin, on how a dance studio owner might want to be thinking right now. Now, hold on, before you give a general answer, I think I'm going to phrase it like this. The dance studio owner who is not technically savvy at all, who almost is like a one-woman or one-man operation. They just have a couple of close people. And then you have the other dance studio where the teachers are very involved. It's got a lot of students, great, great, great admin, technically efficient and proficient. So there are two different spectrums. Austin, what do you say to each of those 
business owners because they have to approach the future differently. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're – so you and I are doing this call in a time where we're, where we're all now forced to deal with the reality, and the reality is that things are shifting to online because they have to. Um, like you mentioned, I mean, we're, we're in the middle of a, you know, what they're calling a worldwide pandemic. Now, as with any challenge, there's um, a silver lining, right? There's an opportunity here. And I think that we're seeing people forced to innovate. And the really cool thing is, uh, especially if we're talking longevity of online content, producing additional revenue streams, uh, whether that's supplementary to or complementary to your in-person classes, maybe it's a take-home you know, digital course that they can do uh, pre and post class. But um, it's really the, the equipment, the tools are, are so simple nowadays because about 10 to 15 years ago, uh, we really started to ramp up. I mean, we all knew we were living in the information age, but now we really feel it, <laughs> especially when you're the one producing the information. And sort of the person out there who's really kind of running um, solo, uh, let's call them a solopreneur, right? Solo entrepreneur. Um, the good news is that you can actually reach a lot of people, even be, even beyond your existing reach using digital content to your point about devaluing classes. Just real quick. I'll say this. Hey, look right now, your goal is to add value. And in general, if you add value to people's lives, they will do business with you. Um, that's kind of why the information age is a huge opportunity because we can reach, we can reach more people outside of the, uh, maybe, you know, the people in our community. Like I'm thinking about Kansas city, I've got tens of thousands of people I can reach here, but now I can go worldwide. And so I invite the person who's feeling a little limited by their small operations to think bigger and to have vision for that big picture. I also think on the flip side of that, you've got a client like my client in Utah who whose studios, you know, grossing more than a million dollars a year and she has over a thousand students and she's doing really well. Um, and, and you have someone like her trying to set up infrastructure for online, online classes. And I will, I will say, I will say this, she's almost got a bigger challenge and a bigger problem. Like the bigger your studio is right now, the harder it's going to be for you to keep up with, you know, simultaneously live streaming multiple classes because she's got nine studios. And even if she's doing pre-recorded content, she's recording all of those classes. She's just got more. So I don't want the person who's small or small by definition, meaning one person running the business or two people running the business or maybe only a handful of students. I don't want that person to get limited because it's actually, uh, we have to reframe that. It's actually more difficult for the bigger studio. Now that said, the bigger studio can still reach more people in the same amount of effort. And that's the really good news. So what I'm, what I'm kind of recommending and, and telling people to do right now is normalize operations because in the midst of a pandemic, if you want to decrease um, if you want to, not even a pandemic, in the midst of a crisis, public relations has always taught me that the goal is to normalize operations. And, I, and they really harped on that back when I was at the University of Kansas. If there's a crisis, like we think about when the rocket, uh, the spaceship blew up, somebody got on TV and said, and spoke on behalf of NASA and said, we will continue. We will get through this. Things will continue and go back to normal. And I think that that's really what a lot of people need right now is that hope and that, um, <laughs> that uh, encouragement. And so I would just say that 
to normalize operations. You want to be speaking hope. You want to be speaking truth to, to the people that follow you, to your community. But you do want to try to maintain your class schedule as much as possible. That might look like you live streaming classes. If you're a bigger studio and you find that too difficult, go ahead and pre-record your classes, but post them at the at their originally scheduled time. You want to try to keep that promise consistent, right? I don't know if that answered did, – did I kind of speak to both people? Because I want to make sure I did that, Lori. Do you feel that I accomplished your question there? Austin, no matter what, you did a, you did, you, it's great. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you're not putting on any airs. You're just being yourself, which is why I called you, because I said to myself, Austin, he's got – when you go in on something, you go all in. Oh. You've, been at, you've been at this for a while. Yeah, and I think it's so cool. I feel I, – I honestly, like, I feel so um, blessed through all of this because – Lori, even you and I, we, we, you know, we worked together when I was initially getting into producing online content and membership worlds, and we were going, how can Lori really get her message out there? And I think that you are, you know, you have a, a wonderful message that you share with people, and it's really the truth of what they need to hear. You know, you, you sit people down at convention and you say, listen, my friends, <laughs> and you tell people, it, 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 you tell people the truth, right? And so it's really cool because uh, how we've connected on this because now we're taking everything that you and I do so well. And we're actually able to serve people based on where they are and what matters right now. Uh, that primarily being that we are kind of forced to think bigger, to have vision beyond the way that our products were working, meaning in-person classes. And now we got to, we really have to, we're, we're called to innovate right now. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are excited about that. Um, at the same time, <laughs> Again, we're do we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic, so I, I sometimes start my days with like a little bit of like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. But then as soon as I get over that, I'm like, let's rock and roll, let's go. So it's you know it's an exciting time, and there is a silver lining even amidst this challenging and difficult time. The word that comes to mind for me is collaboration, because you and I collaborated on a project probably ten years ago, right? You think was it? Yeah, it isn't that long. Yeah, it, it probably seven to ten years. And isn't that such a crucial thing to remember right now? Like, we didn't know we'd be having this call when we did that ten years ago. And I think that no. that's what I'm trying to get people to see, right, is that, like, hey, have deal with now, but have vision for later. It's really what Absolutely. I'm trying to say. And, and and I think that, you know, yes, getting your minimum viable solution up and running for online or pre-recorded classes, yes, important. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Don't stop there. Right. The second thing is keep marketing. Like people are making the mistake of shutting down their marketing. You can still build your email list, add value, give out free coloring books or activity guides for kids and families, generate leads by offering valuable content. See what I'm saying? And then I think the third thing is, yeah, just thinking long term, like can you launch some sort of supplementary or complementary product or maybe you create a new product or heck, I had a client this morning who was so fired up about all this. He's seen such a big opportunity in all this. He's like, I'm going to create a new business. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you can go as crazy as you want with it. I don't know that I would jump to creating a new business right now. But he had, the, he had a light bulb moment where he said, now I get it. Now I have vision beyond the conflict. And I think that's so, so, so important to remember right now. Vision beyond the conflict. Yeah. Because if you're only, if you have, if you don't have vision for what life looks like beyond conflict, that's what causes stress, anxiety, you operate out of fear, you don't lead your people, you you fall succumb to so many things that happen in our mind. And we have to learn how to control that. 
And I know that somebody's out there going, oh, this whole vision thing, he's probably one of those guys that creates a vision board and they're laughing at me, right? But I am. I'm one of those guys because, you know, not, did you know the statistic, Lori, is 90% of the things that you put on your vision board happen? 90%. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Just having vision beyond where you are can transform life long-term. It's not going to feel like it now, but long-term, it certainly can. Austin, you are the real thing. My friend, I feel the same about you. It's always such a privilege talking to you. With, I was talking about collaboration and you and I, and you took it right back to the thing that you're passionate about. So I don't even have to present you. You present yourself. You get it? <laughs> I don't even know that I do. I'm so, I, I'm so happy that you notice qualities like that in me because it's people like you that sometimes have to come along and, and, and remind me of that. So I appreciate you saying that. What a compliment. But yeah, I don't even realize I do that. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Okay, cool. Well, I have some insight now, and I feel better. I feel good. I yeah, feel, and you know, I don't yeah, want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want people to. I know we need to keep this right at fifteen minutes, but I think that you know, if you're listening to this and we're and we've recovered as an industry from all of this this whole pandemic, um, I think it's still important. And unfortunately, you're not going to have the the same pain point or pressure. I believe that people move either through inspiration or when it gets bad enough. (laughs) When we're comfortable, we're not really likely to do something. So if you're in a place where you're comfortable, I would ask yourself, you know, think back to that time when it was like that, maybe pushing yourself to innovate. Um, Because look, there's people in your community, like even if you don't realize it, speaking back to your point about dance studio ownership, Lori, you're a leader. Like whether you like it or not, maybe you didn't sign up to be a leader in your community, but you are. And, and there's oh, a lot of families. Me, Lori Johnson? Studio. Well, you too, Lori, but I'm talking oh. to the studio owners. Oh, I'm talking God. to the studio okay. owners. Because I don't hear, I don't hear no. <laughs> it's like, please, there's too much pressure. Like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just trying to fly under the radar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, but to the studio owners out there, like, you know, I, I didn't, when, when I started doing online content, it's a perfect example. I did not know much about leadership. And I realized that there were people watching. And anytime there's people watching, look, anybody who leads will have followers, and followers need a leader. And so I, what I'm saying is, is that our timer? <laughs> no, there's someone at the door, and that's so oh, well, I'm not even answering. Keep going, Austin. I'm just saying that. Oh, you'll get that but what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. What was well, what was I saying? I'll get it. Give me a second. Leaders, followers, they'll always be leaders, and followers all, will always follow the leaders. And Right. Thank you. Thank you. So you, my point is you get to decide who you are. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave everybody with that. <laughs> they really want you to come pick it. What would you do? Order Austin. toilet paper off Amazon or something? I know, right? No, hold on one second, Austin. Hold on. I'm going to get the door. Okay. Go away. There, Austin? I'm still here. Yeah, a lesson to anyone. If you don't have an appointment, you don't need to open your front door. This guy's like, we're coming to measure something. I'm like, look, we're moving out soon. You can come back once we move out. Plus, nobody wants somebody in their house that they don't know. It's kind of yeah. And now Bree's at the door yelling, who are you? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> well. Wait, I want you to finish your thought. Well, all I'm saying is, I think what I'm saying is, hey, you know, 
every like there's always going to be followers. There's always going to be leaders, and I I think that it's important even if you're not listening to this in the middle of the pandemic, if you're listening to it years after, 10 years after, like you referenced earlier, Lori, it's just important to remember, like you get to, you get to determine which one you are. Are you the leader or are you the follower? And I think that above all else, everything we talked about today, I think just having that mindset, like I'm a leader and I'm stepping up to the calling, I'm stepping up to the responsibility and I'm not going to let fear drive me and operate me anymore. I think it's, I mean, we're going to see people come out of this and even though their business might go backwards we're going to see people create a launch pad we're going to see the studio industry rebound from this and grow in awareness and kids in classes and bodies in classrooms we're going to see all that grow i I truly do believe tenfold because i think that we're going to see studio owners staff teachers you know people on convention convention owners we're going to see comp owners everybody's going to step up and come together as a community and i look forward really looking forward to that to that day and playing a role in it yeah 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 all right. How do we find you on social? Um, you can look me up, Austin Robertson. I have a I have a fan page. We're actually in the middle middle of a little bit of a transition right now. We're trying to launch. We have two brands: Dance Studio Desk and Studio Suite. But we're going to try to operate everything under Austin Robertson. That'll be the umbrella brand. So you can look me up, follow me there. You can check out GetStudioSuite.com, DanceStudioDesk.com. But Hey, look, Lori. I don't want to. I don't want to use your platform for self promotion, but I. But I appreciate. Oh, you better because when I come on yours, I'm going to be self promoting my. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to remind people to follow them three times. Follow you three times. But yeah, you look me up. I mean, I've got to. What'd you Austin, say? Austin, there's enough room at the top for all of us. That's right, and I think that even in your market, there's enough room for everybody to succeed and grow. And it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. And- I got to tell you one more thing. You know, I grew up in a dance studio, and the one thing my mother would always say when we would express concern about kids moving to another studio or studio hopping or someone opening a dance studio, she'd Mm -hmm. always say the same thing. There's enough kids to go around. And so that... Yeah, and students come and go, and there's enough to go around for everybody. Completely agree. Yes. Thank you, Austin. Well done. Congratulations, too, on your businesses. Well, thank yeah. you. I you you've supported me since the beginning, so you've been a huge part of my story. I know you're a part of a lot of people's story. I still hear your name today. Um, people say tap, and the next thing they say is Lori Johnson. So, oh, well, as long as they don't use the word leader. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like it or not, my friend, you already are one. <laughs> no, remember this morning when I talked to you, I said uh, I'm not trying to give my opinions. I'm just because Lori talks gets into trouble, so Lori talks is just facilitating. I'll start talking later. I love it. Well, you yeah. let me know if uh, we can get back on and chat. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Always a pleasure, Austin. Thank you very much. Yeah. I love you. Peace. Okay. Thank you. Love you Bye. too. Take care. Bye. Well, everyone, once again, it's time to get ready to hang up those phones and say goodbye. But before we go, we like to remind you that the show is listener-supported. So if you have anything you'd like to say, give us a call. We're waiting. Short.